Hello and welcome to Just Forget About It, the, the podcast that takes you away from the strains of everyday life. Um, today you've got me, Dan, hosting. Uh, we have got Dave in the room and we've got Ollie in the room. So welcome. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. Right. Hi. So, so I've got a question. I'm not sure how long it's going to last. So I'm going to encourage just talking nonsense and um, filling up time, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. So my question or scenario is today is if our government suddenly made a decision um, for complete equality in, in, in job sector and they made every single job the same salary. So now everyone earns the same amount um, and every profession's the same amount. What career would you choose? You've got the opportunity to train up to, to, to be good at your profession, but what what would you choose if salary wasn't a factor? Oh, wow. This is a tough one. I thought it was going to be an easy question. No, this is, this is, this is tough. Tough question. This is life, change. Tough, this is tough life decision. Life change decision. And you, you can have some time to retrain. But I'll give you that. You can have um, you can have a bursary from a government to retrain at something. But what what would you choose to, to train in? Knowing, and you're in that profession for the rest of your life as well. So you've got to choose something that can sustain that you'll enjoy that you'll love um would would you go for something which isn't difficult to take the easy way out or would you still want the reward of doing something challenging and kind of those sort of dilemmas i think My people typically <laughs> that's, that's the first only yeah. <laughs> i think people typically take the easy way out don't they um but you one, for <laughs> that's not a job just to, to clarify that's not a career <laughs> well, it, it could be not not you actually taking the drugs but you perhaps um distributing them yeah it feels like we could have a debate about that topic but maybe we shouldn't <laughs> yeah I'd, I'd rather not touch on that at all yeah legal stuff we have to stay within legal parameters and and be um self-employed or paye <laughs> yeah yeah I, I think you have to yeah, choose a career that's available today in the UK. Definitely. Okay. Oh blimey, this is tough. Because if cause... Do you think do you think if you had that option at the start, do you think because we obviously all work in IT, do you think we would have all ended up in IT, or do you, do you think we would have kind of followed a bit more of a hobby? I think it's what your interests are. You know, when I was growing up, computers and IT was the main interest. Um, so it's natural to go into that when you're choosing career paths and stuff. Yeah. That's interesting. I'm, I'm the complete opposite. I have no interest in IT outside of my job. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't take IT at school. No IT qualifications. Yeah. Just I ha- happen to be okay at my job. I think maybe if you were ever to look for another role in IT, you probably shouldn't say that in an interview. I think you could probably show a bit more interest <laughs> in IT. Well, I'm relieved this isn't an interview. Yeah. Um, thanks for joining but uh we'll, we'll move on for the next <laughs> candidate please yeah i had that in an interview someone what did he ask me he asked me something about the internet of things and he said oh so iot you're really really okay with iot are you and i said what <laughs> and he said internet of things and i said what <laughs> the reality is with i think Ollie and i part of the jobs is getting called out at three two three o'clock in the morning yeah, well, you wouldn't choose that, would you? Yeah, Let's be no. honest. Unless you're a sadist. <laughs> yeah, unless you're a sadist, or you've got nothing better to do. Yeah, yeah I, I, you know, I agree. It does feel a bit stressful at times to, to be something that you enjoy. What 
what profession did you want to do? as you were when you were growing up? What did you want to do? Well, I wanted to be a footballer. Yeah. See, I kind of, well, given I played semi pro, um, I was part way there. Yeah. But you you know quickly, or you learn quickly, when you're a certain age, you either choose your job or you choose football. And it's clearly a job, so I wasn't good enough. Yeah. You couldn't cut the mustard. Could I, no, I couldn't. No. You know, I, I played um, played against players from AFC Wimbledon. Oh, okay. <laughs> Even though they have a couple Jones. of these. No, not Vinnie Jones. That's, that's Wimbledon, I, not AFC. It's, yeah, it's, it's Vinnie Jones that ended his career. Fascinating. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but the difference in quality was unbelievable. Yeah. Even just a few, a few leagues. And I played I play with this lad called Abdul. Um, little skinny guy. He was, um, he's Ghanaian. He, he looked more Asian. He played for the Ajax under 21s. He blew me out of water how good really? he was. Um, he made me look terrible. And and how far did he go? Have you kept on, like, do you know what he did next? Yes. Uh, yeah, so, so I know he had trials with Crystal Palace. Yeah. Uh, Cambridge United. Another one of my mates did as well. Yeah. They got rejected not because they weren't good enough, because they were too old. Oh, really? They were like 20 to 23, and they weren't interested. Yeah, that's, that's really old, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, for footballing terms, it is. Yeah. So they wouldn't have all young, didn't they? And uh, the, the the exceptions are people like players like Ian Wright. Yeah. He made it really late, I think 24, 25. That's incredibly rare. Paul Lynch. So, <laughs> just... He was old when he joined, wasn't he? Was you just random name dropping footballers? Yeah, yeah. and Ian Rush. <laughs> he no, was I old. Just, I think they're old now. I don't know what. Yeah. How, how he had a moustache when he started playing football, didn't he, Ian Rush? Yeah, but that was a thing back then, back in those days, wasn't it? Had a fully formed moustache day, like that only a older gent could grow. Yeah, he played with the bowler hats and, <laughs> and everything. Yeah. And Seaman, Seaman was old. <laughs> <laughs> You're making things up, Ollie. What, what what did you want to do growing up? What did you aim to be? Uh, I uh, racing car driver. Always, oh, really? yeah, that's what I've always wanted to do. And and I thought I had an aptitude for it because I was, I'd always get good results whenever we do like go karting or anything like that. Um, but you do, like you say, it's a bit like Dave. I mean, you come across someone who's a who's on a, a cut above and another level. And it does knock you down a bit. It kind of puts you back in your place um, because there's always going to be people out there who have dedicated more of their time to something. And, you know, you, if you'd have both had the same same like trajectory to get there, you might be at the same level or you might be better than them. But yeah. it's it's difficult because life gets in the way of, of your dreams sort of thing. But, yeah, you, you need a lot of money to get into stuff like that, you know, from karting yeah. and stuff you need sponsorship if you if you're not from a wealthy family you need sponsorship and it's just i think it's quite tricky it's it's a it's a difficult sport to to break into um but yeah i mean karting and touring cars and formula one and any sort of motorsport i'd have liked but <clears throat> alas it didn't happen so, so i've got a question for you both actually so say you choose your job the job of your dreams you get paid x amount of money you're really good at it. When someone else does the same job, but it's crap at it, because it's paid the same amount. Yeah, it would, it would introduce that interesting dynamic, wouldn't it? It would, yeah. Yeah, I because so, I, I, 
I I play into that. I'm quite proud of what I do, and I don't like people not fulfilling their potential or the job role or whatever it is. So it, it does get to me. And I'm, I'm sure we've all had conversations before about people that are not pulling their weight. And I think if, in this scenario, I think you'd get annoyed even more. Yeah, you would. Because what, what could you do as well? Yeah, so everyone's getting paid the same, then you're presuming there's no sort of performance-related pay increases. Yeah. No poor performance reviews. Do you, like do, you think, do you think without the, the absence of pay rises, do you think you'd become less motivated or motivation? Uh, well, people are driven by different motivations, aren't they? So you have your extrinsic and intrinsic. Yeah. Or the, and the tangibles and intangibles. So people are driven by pay. It's also around the benefits of the role. So does it offer flexibility, remote working, big sort of topic at the moment? Uh, how far do you need to travel? Do you get paid for travel? Blah, 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 blah. So there, I think there's so many different factors involved. And that's the thing is everyone's getting paid the same and you've got to travel 50 miles to get to your place where you're doing your job then that's got to come out of somewhere and and that means that those those remote workers are all going to be much better off than than the others because they're going to have 20 percent more of their salary to spend or or whatever it might be um and also what would it do with the price structure out there i mean you know supermarkets and food and um gas electricity utilities all of that stuff that would presumably all reduce, I guess, from the level it's at now where you've got like the haves and the have nots. Mm. Um, I guess it would reduce across the board, but I don't know. I don't know what the equation is. It's only, there's only like 1% of the population who's like in the billionaire club. And then you've got the multi-millionaires, probably the 5% or something. Yeah. But then if you look at the way, if people were choosing to a job, to do a job, would they choose to be a farmer? Some something we need. Yeah, I think that there is some there is some roles. If I take like teaching for example, teaching is something I've always been interested in and would like to do. But I know that teaching currently is probably underfunded for for, for the service it provides. So if if every role was operating the same, I probably would be more interested in going down that route because I think I'd quite enjoy it. Yeah, Ollie, have you learned anything from Dan ever? <laughs> <laughs> From his whiteboard, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know he, he likes to stand up in front of a room and, and draw things on whiteboards, but I never really knew what he was doing. It was just like <laughs> I thought he was just like channeling Rolf Harris. You need to be careful with that. I'm as not well. sure he'd be more but... <laughs> From the strange breathing noises while you doodled, but um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't like I, the way I, that conversation turned. <laughs> <laughs> but teaching is teaching such a valuable one because every, we all remember good teachers and they inspire people to go down career paths and, and, and you know, a topic you might not have originally thought you would be interested in, a teacher can turn that around and, and suddenly at that young age when you're learning, you can, you can, that can steer you in a totally different direction. So there's got a lot of power, teachers, and they don't get, the um, respect in terms of pay that they they should. Um, well, what do sure. you think they should get paid? I, I mean, I think they should be in a position where they're not having to um, worry um, about where the where the next paycheck sort of uh, going to cover the cover the food and stuff, which is I think where they're at at the moment. Um, so it's just not a living wage because they're already getting that apparently, but mm. it's. 
you know, living wage isn't a good quality of life. Um, I don't know what they should get paid, but their starting rate, I don't think is anything great. Um, and I think it takes a long time to work your way up the ladder because yeah. it used to be performance related, didn't it? I think, I don't know if it still is, but they used to grade or they used to pay teachers depending on what results their students had attained in mock exams and exams or something. I That's how they used to kind of judge judged how good they were. It's a, well, it is an incredibly difficult job, not, not only the teaching, but to deal with the pupils. Mm. Yeah. I think that that's going to be one of the hardest elements. This is not they're, they're teachers, but they're also going to be social workers at the same time. Yeah, and or and even parents. I mean, it's I can't imagine how difficult it would be. But also, why would you want to do it? I mean, what well, you... I think if it was if it was financially rewarding on the scale where I think it should be, yeah. I would I would definitely be into it. It's something I've always thought about doing. I think I'd be fairly good at. I think I think you would as well. Like it compared to Wolf Harris when it kind of comes, <laughs> up, it comes up in conversation, when I begin to doubt myself. You can put my reference on your CV if you want. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll have a little <laughs> statement. I'll put it as a quote on my LinkedIn or something. <laughs> <laughs> Kept asking, so, can you tell what it is yet? And, and breathing <laughs> funny. <laughs> it must be highly rewarding to see you know pupils progress and you know yeah. develop and stuff. Because I, I get that with my team. So the team I sort of manage, if they get nominated or they deliver a great piece of work, that's rewarding for me. Not because I'm getting paid, but because there's a sense of pride, yeah, sort of thing. But is it's all the other aspects. I mean, yeah. the, the, the stories you hear, they're up late marking papers, and there's too many pupils to a class, all, all that sort of stuff. But, but too many pupils to a class is because it's understaffed at the moment because of a fund. Yeah, right? so that might yeah. that could improve the situation. Yeah, if, if you inc- uh, had better pay or better quality yeah. of work-life balance, then it would certainly improve. And they get yeah. bullied. They get bullied. Yeah, I've I've known teachers to get bullied in in class when we whenever we'd have a, st- a substitute teacher, you know, someone who'd come and and stand in, they would get the most awful uh, treatment for that hour that they were covering that lesson because <laughs> the kids just take the piss and and know yeah. that there's no repercussions really and and this isn't their their teacher who's going to be grading them on whatever it is um so i think certain standing or substitute teachers really have a hard time because it's depending on the age of the kids it all depends on that well, I'm assuming in, in today's world not in my new world but in today's world substitutes <laughs> get paid more don't they because of that, that well the uh, the temporary I, get, teacher, I, I bet i get a better daily rate than well, yeah maybe i don't know it's probably all absorbed by an agent or something or you know an yeah. agency or something but mm. probably a better hourly rate yeah but none I, of the think, health benefits or any of the any of the yeah, pension or i think um when i was thinking about this question for about five minutes yesterday i think i had two options i would teaching is definitely one i'd definitely consider and the other one i would love to do but i don't know if i could do it for the rest of my life is sports photography and like go okay. around and like take professional pictures of the sports for the media or you know Nintendo with sporting events. But I did wonder if I could do that for like forty years of my life. I think that would be quite hard work and with the travel, getting around. So I, I don't know that'd be more short term thing. So I think teaching's probably safer. There's um there's a photographer for Arsenal called Stuart McFarland. Yeah, I, he's been with he's been with Arsenal since nineteen ninety one. 
Yeah. I mean, he, he's got to witness all those trophies and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he, he'd take the pictures for all those, those, do you remember the collectible cards or stickers? Like you'd get a book oh, and you'd have all the footballers in it for that season and you'd have to stick them on each page of the book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Merlin. It was. I'm sure it was Merlin or something. Yeah, you're right. It was Merlin. Yeah, I remember having one of them. Yeah, so he probably did that. Probably to all the Arsenal players. That was probably his thing to say. Oh, you've got to get their portrait shot for the Merlin sticker. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a powerful image. That's the only image when you don't follow football. That's the only image you'll know of these footballers ever. Mm. And so you know, if someone poses in a stupid way in that photo, then that's what you. That's the way you're going to think of them. That's what you got. Yeah, I I quite like the idea of actually just being in podcasting still. Uh, what do I take it as a full time career being a, yeah. a podcaster? Yeah, yeah. well, not necessarily the talking, uh, the producing and all that sort of stuff. The behind the scenes element I really like. Yeah, when I have time, sort of thing. It's like design, isn't it? It's a bit like website design and stuff where you see a tangible result because you see something yeah. out there in the world that you've created, and then that's what's satisfying. Yeah, essentially, yes, yeah, like sound sound design, putting stuff together and all that sort of thing, all the other elements. The, the bit I less like is the social media bit where you've got to post and all that sort of thing. But um, if you're getting paid to do it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. the yeah, social media bit is quite tough. Well, it's the thing where it's like talking to family where it's so easy to pick up the phone and, you know, contact them. Yeah. But you can't be bothered. Yeah. This is safe for like Twitter or anything else. It's there, it's right next to you, but you just, nah, not today. It's weird, isn't it, how technology has made things so, so much easier, but it makes it so much, like you procrastinate so much more with it. Yeah. Before you do it. Definitely do. People don't so, talk, do they? They just, it's just lines of text now. And, and before WhatsApp and before all of the, all of the, you know, I guess the early days it was stuff like ICQ and, and Yahoo Messenger and MSN Messenger. What's ICQ? That was an early one. So it was before MSM Messenger and Yahoo Messenger. Oh, and ICQ it? was, a, I think it was one of the original ones. Must have been before they, my time. No, <laughs> no, you just weren't switched onto it. it. It was like a flower or something. It had a little flower as its logo. Um, but anyway, that, that's sort of taken people's uh, need to talk to each other away. And, and that's, you know, you used to have a phone call with your friends. Now you've got uh, a WhatsApp group to look back at what the interactions have been and then it's just you can go years like that with some friends yeah and, and, and you would never do that before it's dangerous when you're in a group chat isn't it because you end up just talking in this group chat but not actually catching up with anyone um yeah, exactly. individually and that you know it's almost like that ticks a box for communicating with your family or your friends when actually you're not communicating at all you're sharing oh. silly pictures or um you know memes yeah. or whatever yeah. and that's not actually communication it's not. It's just clever one-liners and like, oh, someone liked that. Someone thumbed up that comment I just made. Okay. Yeah. That's that group chat. Do you, make, do you make comments in group chats, then? I mute most. <laughs> most group chats, when they start talking about football, I just put them on mute so I don't get oh, any okay. notifications for them. All right, fair enough. I allow about three lines of football talk and then... And then the, I thought the group I didn't want allowed, but he's gone. He's, uh... Oh, there he is. Did I go? I think you broke up a little bit. You started talking about football and it must have obviously muted you straight away. Like, yeah, I've got a filter <laughs> automatically. Yeah, and no, I just mute group chats if they talk about football. Is that with, with our group chat? 
Yeah, I was going to say that. Have you muted this podcast? Yeah, this one's been muted. Uh, how, how did you know to join then? Because you joined pretty much as soon as I posted that message. Because because I had, well, when I load WhatsApp, I can see if there's messages sent even in a muted group. So I just look at my muted groups and go, oh, that's got five unread messages. And, and then I know. So it's not like I don't look at them. It's just I don't want to be pinged about what Ryan Giggs has done. <laughs> Which we've never talked about in our group. Yeah, yeah. we just mentioned that. Or whoever the current footballers are. <laughs> so, Ali, is, is there any other career professions you'd be interested in if Sally was? Um, I'd like to design something, like app design or something would be quite interesting. Yeah. Um, because anything where you see a tangible outcome and you can like put your own mark on it is 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 interesting to me. Um, I, I always like programming and and sort of creating something from scratch that, um, you know, that, that you can actually use a, a tool that you can use or, or whatever. But it's yeah, I, I don't know. It's that's the trouble with our roles. I think is it's you don't get enough tangible sort of stuff. You just get forgotten about when you've done a good job or you're in the spotlight when everyone needs something from you. And that's basically the service service role you know can, can you write code on you as well uh i did java for at uni from computer science uh so i i can write a bit of java um but i started on i started on uh turbo pascal that was my first language <laughs> i ever wrote wow. in so yeah it goes to show how how old that was that was old at the time i was writing it um, but it's just procedural procedural stuff that that is high level enough that you can understand it really because otherwise you're never going to get into it and you're just going to be looking at a load of system jargon that doesn't mean anything yeah so you need yeah, a high it, level language it is interesting because you're you are in a bit of a tricky role where you need to be available but the reward and recognition isn't really there yeah it's when the shit hits the fan you're about but your challenge with why is it broken yeah, and then you deal with the sweep up on that. Yeah, and then I mean there is some reward in seeing remedial actions taken and seeing things getting strengthened and systems getting strengthened as a result. But it's yeah, it's the day to day sort of. Uh, you're there when you're you're there to be called upon when needed, um, and you need to you need to be uh, jumping on ten different things at that time. Um, yeah. It's not that rewarding. It's kind of a bit, does get you down a bit, but it is, you know, when you're in a support role and you're on call and stuff, it's, it, it's, it's not the place that most people strive to be. It's the most, it's, it's a stepping stone to get to a more senior sort of admin, uh, systems administrator or, you know, some role that isn't where you're a support resource just on call. Yeah. That's, that's a stepping stone. Um, but a lot of people just spend their whole lives in that role, which is, um, a bit draining and it's a challenge on family and outside of work you, you affect not just your own life with that sort of stuff you affect everyone around you so you do yeah. indeed um it's joys of being on call i suppose yeah and you're not exactly paying them you know you're not paying your partner to get woken up at two in the morning on a call uh, no. <laughs> no. slip them 20 quid and say oh, sorry about that one you, you get it in the neck from work and from your partner as well yeah <laughs> double whammy <laughs> Which which boss is angrier? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, I don't know. Don't know what I'd have done if if I hadn't. Uh, I don't think money's my main motivator. I think it's 
job satisfaction and and I'd far rather be in a job that pays me less that I enjoy than a job that I hate doing. Yeah. But I think most people would say that, you know. But do you, do you think you would steer away from like a less skilled job, maybe less skilled, repetitive job and still stick with something that's a bit more mentally stimulating or a bit more, a bit more challenging? I, I would, I wouldn't, I'd want something challenging, but on my terms, I wouldn't want something that's challenging because the world's burning and you need to do stuff. Yeah. I'd want it like um, challenging in the sense that you can take time to actually learn a skill and put, and, you know, become your subject matter expert in that field, which is, which is where you, you start to really evolve when you, when you've got a really good grounding on, on a subject um, and, I think in technology, people get too sort of, they go far, too far down the rabbit hole of, of like a particular skill. And then they realize the rug gets pulled out from under them. And suddenly nobody wants that Cisco skill now. They now want whatever the next one is, you know. Mm. Um, and so you've got to retrain constantly. And I think so many of these competing systems and things that people get subject matter subject matter expert in um are too sort of siloed off they're not applicable across the boards in terms of what you're learning i, mean, I think there's a lot of base learning that people do that that is applicable but i think it's there's a lot of um sort of too um it's too what's the word i'm looking for i can't remember it it's a very good word when i <laughs> when i come up with it you'll love it <laughs> well, ollie i'm gonna put a scenario to you um, and this is in related to a previous episode yeah. where we discussed you know, what what job we want to be if we join the army, navy, or air force. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah, that was a good episode. It was a good episode. Very funny. Explosive. Um, explosive. That's the one. Yeah. Highly, I highly recommend it. So, <laughs> my question is, or sort of, I suppose, scenario, and this is where someone got really angry in the pod and left. <laughs> let's say you got offered. Let's say it's a hundred grand, right? You can either be a janitor, and this is not to disparage anyone or, you know, say this one's better than everything else. Would you be a janitor for 100 grand or would you be a fighter pilot for 100 grand? I would be a fighter pilot for sure. Why why would you be a fighter pilot instead of a janitor? Because I don't like cleaning up my own shit, let alone everyone else's. No, but I mean, you know, there's no satisfaction in being a janitor as far as I can see, unless you really like things being clean. Hmm. I think people, some people do take satisfaction from things. I'm not yeah. one of them. Like, <laughs> if you walk around my house, you'll see I'm not one of them. But uh, there's definitely some people who take satisfaction. Yeah. And I could, yeah, you can sort of see that. But imagine you've just cleaned a load of toilets and then some someone comes in and does a massive shit and <laughs> you've now got to clean that toilet. That's 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 what the reality of it is. Yeah, I would, yeah, I, I I'm it's not like they're going to come in and praise you and go, "Oh, great, you've done a really good job in it, sparkling," and and then they, you know, they're just going to come in and go, "Oh, that's yeah, that's what I expect." Yeah. So, yeah, I, I suppose if you're a fighter pilot, you get the rush of you know the speed, the the gravity, and G forces, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. With the, the excitement, because they didn't they the, the the other sort of the intangibles are. You know the excitement, the experience, that sort of thing. The things that money can't really uh, buy, but you can experience in life. Yeah, it's the reward. You wouldn't get that from 
cleaning. That's not to offend anyone who's cleaning because, you know, people have to do what they have to do. Yeah. But you wouldn't, if you had the choice of the two, you would not choose the former. I don't think so. Some people would, but that's what makes the world go round, I suppose, is there's the people forever, people who, who have a proclivity towards certain things that we don't or other people don't. Mm. But I think um, if this, this scenario, you, you'd end up with a society that just didn't work because you'd just end up with you, you, everyone. Do you think that's the case? I think you know, in today's world, where we definitely have a shortage of NHSs and a shortage of teachers, do you think in my world, we're going to call it my world, do you think in my world that you'd have a shortage of people at the top end of the salary range of where we are today? So you, you might suddenly see a disappear a shortage of like exec members because why would they want to take the stress of being on the exec and if they're not getting rewarded by pay? Yeah. So we'd see, we'd see it balance out. So I think you choose, I think society would choose the laziest way out yeah. and the laziest way to earn money. So that will be people getting paid to watch Netflix. Not entirely though, because no, but I think there's definitely people get motivation from just being like Ollie said. Like if you're an app designer and you see an app out in the world, you see it doing well, you get motivation. Yeah, you would, yeah. But but is the is a, is there more of a majority of people are just motivated by money? Is there more motivation by money than? I think it's a mixture. If you think about what needs to be done, right? So how many people are going to go out digging up a road? or working on a farm, for example, working in a hospital or doing anything sort of, I suppose, public service related. Yeah. You know, working, I don't know what other examples are, but you probably wouldn't choose that. Whereas actually, if if you could work at home, do something from home without having to leave your home, I think it's a bit more appealing. Yeah, agreed. Choose your own hours and stuff would be good. So if you're feeling knackered, you could just say, oh, I'm not going to work today. I'm going to do that anyway. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> but but money's not a motivator because it's, it's a means to an end money, isn't it? That's that's why people earn money just to give them a better quality of life of of yeah. both outside of work and retire, yeah. you know, to retire early and stuff like that, that, that people, because money itself, I don't think is the motivator. I think if your work isn't satisfying day to day, then then you're going to be miserable, even if you're earning a huge amount. So I, I think money is just there to reward people for to differentiate and say, you've done a good job, you get paid more. Yeah. But I know it doesn't always work like that. And what we're saying in this scenario is, it doesn't matter if you do a good job, um, you're going to get paid the same as the person next to you who's just done a really shit job. So I think the quality of work, and it would demotivate everyone, this scenario yeah, I think like, the quality of work would go downhill yeah how would you yeah. sack people yeah. well, I guess you sack people in the same way but I guess you know the, the point is about person and go and get another lower skilled job at the same pay yeah so why why be motivated to be successful at job A if you can go and do job B for the same yeah yeah I think Ollie's right I think society would crumble yeah. maybe yeah. I haven't thought this idea through enough I should, well, I maybe you have a column as well as a prose column well, the pros are that those who are less skilled and perhaps aren't paid as much as they are now would be on a level uh, level playing field. Yeah. Because I think the other factor is perhaps people aren't or can't afford to do things because of their circumstances, but they, they might well have the, the right skill sets to actually do a better job than we can. They're yeah. just not given the opportunity. Yeah, that's very true. But I don't know how many people out there uh, have had their eyes open to something they would really love to do and just feel like they can't get a start on it. 
yeah. apart from the sort of really outlandish stuff that we've mentioned, like being a Formula One driver and being a footballer, which is pipe dream for most people. But anything yeah. in the sort of anything you can type in as a job on Indeed, most people should have the means to be able to work towards it. You know, whether that's a CEO of a tech company or a, a dragon in Dragon's Den, you know, sat there critiquing people. It would be interesting what it would do to specific injuries, say like football, for example, if every football played the same. Again, the motivation would completely change, wouldn't it? You might not want to go take, you might just stay where you are, play football for the same amount of money. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's what, kind of what the, um, they try to do in the NFL with all their drafts and stuff. Uh, other than drafts, I know nothing about NFL, so apologies. Yeah, what is NFL? Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can't really delve into it. It's American football. Ah. Uh. National Football yeah. League or something is it? Yeah, National on? Football League, yeah. yeah. But they have a draft system where the worst team in the league gets a pick first, i.e. pick the best player. Uh, yeah. To try and level it out. And they can do trades and swaps and all that sort of stuff. Like like your Panini stickers or Merlin stickers. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Panini, that was the other one. It does kind of work though, doesn't it? Because you do get different teams in the Super Bowl every year. Like it's yeah. not like as dominant as what the Premier League is. Well, yeah, that that's how our idea is is trying to mix it up a bit and not have one sort of standout team. Which yeah, it certainly levels the playing field. Yeah. But I think to most people outside the US, we've got no idea what's going on. But do people in the NFL follow the team purely the team rather than any sort of players then as a result because the players are sort of fly by night coming and going so they're following i don't know dallas cowboys or whatever and they'll support them regardless of whether i don't know but Bacharach, their best their favorite player has now moved to the chicago donkeys <laughs> or, or whatever it might be <laughs> chicago bulls yeah it's, it's quite in- interesting let's well, ask uh, david and jesse how it works but because the US is so massive, I think it's hard to support those those teams. But they they've got a massive following of college football, which I think is the equivalent of university. And because it's more local, there's more of a following. Whereas obviously here in England and the UK, your football team that you support is relatively local. So it's um, always the one with the best logo. Because that was always the way when I was growing up at school. You'd just pick the one with the best logo. Yeah, for me, it was always the Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I like them. I like those ones. Only because bit garish had... colours, I think. Yeah, but only because they had Dolphins on it, not because of anything else. But you think of fashion sense as well. You think colour of the kit. You think, oh, does that, I'm, you know, can I wear blue? No, I can't wear blue. So I better not support a team that's got that as their home kit. Um, <laughs> it's true though, isn't it? Like certain teams have orange and then other teams, they'll have colours that you just don't match your colour your color uh, chart. Is that why you don't support a football team? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. can't find one that wears the correct <laughs> colour. Yeah, exactly. None of them are on my colour wheel. So only uh, it... turns up as a referee because he could, he could only wear the black shirt. <laughs> yeah, or the away kit. The Man U away kit was always black. Yeah. So that's I supported Man U when I was at school, just because I liked the Red Devils and the the little logo. Yeah, but I think everyone Which, did. No, not everyone. <laughs> <laughs> people in our age group did because Man United were winning everything. That's we it in the nineties. Shamichael and things. It's quite interesting the way that also works out. Yeah. Um, okay, so we agree that society will crumble. Yeah. Without question. But if we put if we put society to one side. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it all shit. Would would you what would what would be the so just summarize what would be the profession you'd choose to go into? So Dave, is yours podcast Yeah, at my my golden age right now, podcasting. Podcasting. Um and Ollie? Uh the Formula One driver. Formula One driver. Okay. Yeah. Um I think I'd still go with sports photography. I think I'd like I'd probably regret it. But... No, I'd be a rally car driver, sorry. A rally just... car driver. Yeah. A rally it's, car it's driver. Funny, it's, funny, it's funny you say that because whenever I think of you in driving, I think of you going around that roundabout a long way on your first day of work. I was experimenting. I could, that's what maybe what you needed is like a rally driver partner just stand on the left, go, go around it the right way, go around the right way, follow yeah. the side. <laughs> Us advanced drivers, we, we take risks and we, we sort of try different routes. That's part of being an advanced driver. <laughs> when you showed me with dash cam that day, I was like, oh, who is this guy? Where, where from? There was three lanes of oncoming, wasn't there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I should have signposted it, Bear. Yeah, the, sometimes the blue and white arrows aren't clear enough, are they? No, and the big red cross wasn't. Didn't tell <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the red side, I'm in danger. Okay. Yeah, or no entry. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if there's anything else anyone wants to add. Uh, no, just thank you for listening. Well, anything from you? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's leave it there and we're hopefully listening next week. Thank you. Yes, thank you all. Uh, bye.